0: Welcome to Stories from the NNI. I'm Lisa Friedersdorf, Director of the National Nanotechnology Coordination Office. In this snippet taken from our earlier conversation, Chuck Black, Director of the Center for Functional Nanomaterials, reflects on his first job out of school and meeting one of his heroes. You know, you asked me an interesting first question. It was, tell me how you got involved in nanoscience. In the process of remembering that, I remembered another story that came from early in my career that I wanted to share. And this happened just after I finished school and took my first job in IBM. So I was at the T.J. Watson Research Center, which for someone like me was kind of like that's a dream job. That's where the heroes were. And I can remember in my first weeks there, setting up my office, getting my computer running, and trying to start learning about ferroelectric materials, which is what I was hired to think about. I was charged with thinking about how to use ferroelectric materials for memory, computer memory. And there was a knock on my door, and I looked up, and a guy named Rolf Landauer was standing there, who, for someone like me, a real hero. Landauer, you know, he was an older guy by then, but he has made some of the real fundamental contributions to what we call nanoscience now. I mean, there are Landauer formulas and things that I had learned about in school. So he was standing there and he introduced himself to me. Said, "You know, my name's Ralph Landauer. I work here." And I was like, "I know. I'm very intimidated." And uh, he said to me, "He goes, you know, I was hired by IBM in 1950." And my first job was to look at ferroelectric materials for memory. And I was thinking to myself, oh, that's what I was hired to do. And he he looked at me and he goes, I didn't really think it would work then. And I don't think it will work now. And he handed me this paper, which I'm looking at right now. I still have it on my desk here. And as he had gotten later into his career, he had taken on this role. And he said, look, there is a need in science for someone to document when things don't work. Because a lot of effort gets spent on projects, and it's not often enough that people document why things don't work. Because if you read the literature, it all sounds great. It sounds like it's done deal. And this was something that he advocated for in the later part of his career. And I, I think it really is true, because you know, I've been at this long enough to know that it oftentimes takes multiple tries for something to get over the bar. You know, we try ferroelectrics for a while, then we decide it doesn't work. And then later on, we try again. And it's worth trying again, because we've got new tools, we've got new materials. But it's important to kind of to have some sort of memory for what the issues were from the time before. And so as we're ramping up to do quantum information science or whatever the next challenges are, I think there is a role to be played for kind of, you know, a type of realism. We're all excited. I mean, all of us. Like, if, if at the end of the day I can say that I contributed to something so monumental as quantum information science, gosh, we could only hope for such an impact. But we have to kind of try to remember that at the foundation we're scientists and uh, it's our job to kind of not just promote when things work, but also try to understand and explain even when they don't.